Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your boy, Versace Vegeta, a.k.a. J, and I'm here with none other than my dog, D. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Brother D. Happy to be here, yo. Second week. Man, we are back. I know you guys were waiting and waiting, and it's official. Like, we're here to stay. It's not, it's not a one-time thing. It's not an OVA special. <laughs> That's right, man. This ain't no one-time deal. You feel me? Like, uh, subs lie, dubs lie. We're going to keep it coming with all kinds of in-depth breakdowns on all the best tropes, all the best different topics you can find in anime. Listen, don't be surprised when this goes beyond Dragon Ball because there is a plan in the outlook that we got for y'all. I'm telling you, we're thinking so far ahead with this and we're really... Really glad to be able to present all this to you, but let's reel it into today, because today we got to pick up where we left off, right? Last week, we went over the history of the Saiyans, had a really great time covering all that, because there's a lot that just really isn't so obvious if you're just going by what they tell you in Dragon Ball Z, right? Of course. So today, we want to go a little bit further and start a breakdown on characters individually as we go through just the history of the Saiyans, literally. So you can expect more of a specific breakdown for us for the rest of the season on just individual characters. But before we get into today's topic, D, how you been, Doc? Brother man, I have been so great. To me, the the week, this month, like this last closing week for the month of January, it's been good to me, man. I, I cannot complain. You know, catching up with people, you know, Hell interacting yeah. with with the fans of the pod, you know, just just venturing to different things, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. I I feel like I'm at peace, and that, that's you can't you can't ask for more. Really? Hell yeah, really. man! Peace of mind is solid, man. You can't put a price on that. Hell yeah! So besides, you know, just chilling. I've been in my anime bag. I cannot lie. Hell yeah. I've been in my bag, and I've been tapped into the Chainsaw Man. You know, and okay, I, 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 I'll give y'all. I'll give y'all this, man. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, you're a critic. Oh, you never like anything. Oh, you just like big, big brain anime." And you may be right, but I can enjoy good fun, and Chainsaw Man is indeed good fun. It is. A lot it of is. masterpieces. Really it. It's not. It's not peak fiction or whatever. <laughs> like, but it's fun, and, and I want to unwind and 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 have a, a blast watching certain things. I I don't need everything to be serious. We we already live in a world where we we see it too many serious topics. So I yeah. I need I need some leisure too. Chainsaw Man is that. So for modern anime, Chainsaw Man, it, you know. You, you you're stepping on the front lines and you're repping out. You know I, I can't diss you. I can't. I cannot say you're garbage. Impossible. I'd be hating, and I don't ever want to hate just to hate. So other than that, yo, I also been diving into some Dragon Ball. Okay. You know, you know we we gotta get into the Dragon Ball spirit. You know, we have a whole pod. <laughs> we have a whole yes, season. Yes, <laughs> like, you know, I have no choice. I can't run from Dragon Ball as much as I love it. Like. I gotta absorb everything I get, and exactly. I, I, I've been reading the the super manga, and brother man, let me tell you this, Jay. This is for like this. He's two months so far mm-hmm. of 
this new arc. I ain't gonna lie. It is so refreshing. Yeah, it really <laughs> it, is, man. It's so refreshing. Golden and Trunks getting that spotlight has been so nice. Man, that's 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 things that I've wanted from since I was a young bull. So to see this happening now, it's like, man, they they always say better late than never. And, and I'm glad. I'm so glad. That's true. I'm de- definitely glad they're continuing the momentum from Dragon Ball Superhero, where um, you know, there's just more focus on the the characters that aren't Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. And that's their that that bag of theirs, man. Yeah. That it works. Mm-hmm. It's some good sure stuff does. out of that when you're not focusing on those two guys. And I love those characters to a degree. So, so and, I, you know, there's an in-story reason to as well. So like it's there's really no reason to be like, oh well, like I wish they were around. It's like, no, like we know why they're not there. They're trying to train so that way they can get strong enough to fight against Black Frieza, you know. So there's a there's an end goal in mind for all of it, and I'm really digging where it's headed to. I agree with you, Doc. So I mean, that that's been the sum of my you know my last week of the month. I, I was your I, I was your week slash weekend. I'm Man, you know I I can't complain, dude. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, I spent a lot of time playing Def Jam Fight for New York again. Ooh, uh, the first I time say. playing it. In like at least over 10 years, I gosh, like I just love everything about that game. Just the entire early 2000s aesthetic, like having that sort of vibe, like uh, movies like Cradle to the Grave. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just so nice in the assortment of rappers that they have from that era. It's just huge. It's such a big roster. Stacked uh, roster, bro. Shouts out to Aki Corporation, man. They were in their bag when they made they that. Put one. their foot in it, man. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Even though they made some of yo, some of these guys, Fat Joe. Yo, listen. <laughs> oh my god. Crack that dude. He gave me so many problems, bro. I gotta say, like, I lost against Fat Joe that first time you go against him in the, the little cage area, like yeah. at least five times in a row. He would hit me with that pedigree over and Bro, over and he set know. me up for the knockout punch every time. Whose idea was it to give that man a pedigree? But, man, he gave me hell when I was a youngin'. So I don't even know if I dust the game up now. I don't even know if I could stomach that because brother like me, like I, I, I'm not a sore loser, but I ain't gonna lie. If I'm, I'm if I'm getting beat down, man, I I, I ain't above turning off the game. I feel you, I'll dog. You it, there was plenty of times uh, I was like, I gotta switch up because this is too much. <laughs> I had to uh, sit up real quick. <laughs> yeah, man, for real. <laughs> and, and the cup for your own home, you just gotta sit up. Yeah, I get it's it, like, brother. you know, I need I need to go do something. I think I need to do some dishes right now or some shit. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah other than that man also been in my anime bag uh been watching monster really mm-hmm. really a big fan of that man like first off just the fact that it's like a medical drama in that sense in the very beginning like i just love all of that like the entire story <laughs> from the, just the f- first few episodes like everything falling apart for my man's Yo, like, oh my god. I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that watches further than that, but like if you want to see heartbreak in an anime, and I mean more than just like from a romantic feeling, like of just like someone's dreams all being crashed down for doing the right the thing. The right thing, bro. Oh my gosh, pain, man. 
I fell for my guy, yo. Yo, Felt for him. I'm telling you, listen, listen. We're going to come back to this topic eventually. For sure, for uh, sure. There's no way we can't talk about that series on this uh, podcast. But good God, I I absolutely highly recommend Monster. It's on Netflix right now if y'all haven't seen it before. Um, Please, which is definitely something that's strange to say in 2023 because uh, yeah, for the longest thought? it was not that easily accessible. Um, Bro, who would have thought you would have all these classics that we were just all harping over in the 2000s? Who would have thought that would, they would be on Netflix? <laughs> for real, man. Like sooner or later, it's gonna be Lucky Star on Netflix. I'm gonna be like, God Bro, damn, they're taking I would it not back. Be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Also, um, and just like going back to the games, I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot again for the first time. Mm. Uh, like through the story, I mean. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Playing the story all over again. Uh, playing it on hard mode this time. Uh, but what I've have I, I can't say it's entirely too hard or too challenging because yeah. now that I have the DLC, I can just go to Whis and like train my levels yeah. up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> where I need them to be, and then go like take those items and level up characters in the store. So it's like having that to where I I keep them about like a couple of levels under whatever I have to fight. So that way, it's like I can at least like do some damage. I, I like that. It, it makes it feel like you know the struggle of Dragon Ball Z, right? So uh, I will say, actually, if you haven't played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot yet and you have the option to play it for the first time now, do so because of the experience I just mentioned. Like having the DLC accessible to you where all you're doing, it's no like spoilers for the story. You just can go into the Battle of Gods DLC, train against Whis. He'll give you items to level up your your levels like quick. It's you, You can have a short breeze of an experience through the game if you want to, if you ain't got time to sit through the entire story of Dragon Ball Z, or you can enjoy it uh, just for the difficulty as it is. So I think uh, with these quality of life uh, additions that they've added to the game, um, it's better than it was at release date. So yeah. Oh, for sure. And if you guys have the Kakarot on PC, just hit me up and I'll hook you up with some mods that will get you, you know, real, real, real happy. Yeah, because that mod experience is a whole different one, man. Brother. Speaking of my man, Kakarot, today we are going to be breaking down the history of the most iconic character, in my opinion, in all of anime. Preach! And that's Son Goku, Kakarot himself, man. The main protagonist of all of Dragon Ball. We're going to be going through his entire history today uh, through his life in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Then next week, you can expect us to come back with his history with Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball GT because there's just absolutely no way we can get through all of that in one session here. Impossible. (laughs) Yeah. And I wouldn't even do it to you guys and I don't even think I would do it to myself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't do injustice for us to kind of like just speed through it all. So we're going to break down just everything you need to know, everything you might not have known, everything the dub might have lied to you about, all that in just a moment with the legacy of Goku. Goku, the world's strongest. Defender of humanity. When the Earth is in jeopardy, he's its 
greatest champion. I know the odds are against me, but if there's a way to win, I'm gonna find it. Crack and ball. Weekdays at 5.30. Full power. Only tomorrow. So my man D, I am so happy to be able to discuss Goku's life with you today because I know you are Goku's biggest banner waver. I know you are Goku's number one stand on the whole planet. So, Bro, I, I've been on the front lines for my man Goku, yo. I've taken I've taken beatdowns virtually, <laughs> virtually, virtually ratio to death in the in the name of Kakarot. But I gladly do it over and over again. That, that man is truly the goat. He is and man. It doesn't matter. Oh, Dragon Ball is not that serious. Oh, it's it's a kitty anime. Oh, man, listen, Goku transcends all of that, yo. For real, he's, he's the, an inspiration. He's the, he's the he's an inspiration. He's the godfather of some of your favorite characters. It's you can't I you can't. It's impossible for me to throw dirt on the character Goku and then praise the majority of shonen main protagonist it's it just wouldn't even wouldn't even sound right wouldn't feel so. right it wouldn't feel right and also he's a good ass dad but Yo, <laughs> a great dad man before we get into all that let's get <laughs> right where it starts man our boy son goku was named kakarot when he was born by his father bardock and his mother gine he was born on planet vegeta Three years before the planet destroyed. Now, I know in the anime, especially in the Bardock's Dragon Ball Z special, we're shown that Goku was born the day that he was sent to Earth, right? But if we're going to go by just what we've been shown now within Dragon Ball Super Broly and also in Dragon Ball Minus, we have to consider this to be his actual factual story now, right? Well... When Frieza destroyed planet Vegeta about a month later, this is around the time that Goku lands on Earth. And he was found in the woods on Mount Paozu by an old man named Gohan. Now tell me a little about how Goku was when he got to Earth, D. Man, Goku... The rambunctious saying, rambunctious, and that's that's to be expected. To be expected, same saying nature as you've seen that we've displayed, we've we talked about in the previous episode. That was Goku. Yeah, but with time, with the loving nature of Gohan, we we've we've got the loving. Son Goku that we know today. I'm in full belief of that. Exactly. Those, those years are very vital for him. Now, it did take him hitting his head in a ravine. Yeah, that to yeah he, he, he did. Uh, <laughs> My man did get CTE. Uh, it's not getting straight. But. Yeah, he's very honest about it. Uh, so much of the fact that he uh, was in a coma for a few days and almost died. Um, but when he awoke from that coma, he had amnesia. And from there, uh, son Goku was just a mild-mannered little boy, right? Yeah. Now, 
like you said, Gohan taught him about life. He told him to be kind, uh, you know, told him, you know, just to be a, a good person in general. But beyond that, he also taught him how to squabble. Yeah. Because the martial arts that he trained to young Goku would be vital in his everyday survival as he would continue to live out in Mount Palsu, where Grandpa Gohan was basically the only person he ever knew, right? Well, sometime during the time where he was growing up, Goku went outside at night. And up in the sky was a full moon. Because, you know, our man Goku, with him being a Saiyan, he was born with a tail. And whenever a Saiyan with a tail views the full moon, they become the giant Uzaru. Now, I'm certain this had to have Gohan <laughs> shook. Oh, my man was probably, he was probably, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> For real. Like, I'm, I'm sure maybe back in the day he had seen some things, but a, a, a boy that turns into a giant monkey, that that's some other stuff, man. So, uh, however he got Goku, Goku to calm down, he asked little man, hey, make sure you never go back outside and look at the food. <laughs> Just don't do which that. Is, it's not good which for is you, crazy, dog. bro. <laughs> like, don't look at the moon. Don't ever do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not a good thing. Well, of course, curious young Goku one day goes back out into the night sky and looks up at it, turns back into a giant ape. Sadly, Grandpa Gohan wasn't able to survive that meeting because he passed away from Goku rampaging as a giant ape. After that, we know that Goku lived on his own out in the woods. Uh, you know, I'm sure he stayed out at Grandpa Gohan's house, you know what I mean? But uh, he, he had to survive around there going hunting and, yeah. you know, grabbing w wood for fire and all kinds of stuff like that, right? And with him being a young boy that basically knew nothing else, he pretty much believed that his parents abandoned him in the mountains as a baby and just left him there for Grandpa Gohan to discover. But as we know from what we talked about earlier, that wasn't exactly the case. Was not at all in the slightest. Yeah, not even close. By the time we finally meet Goku in Dragon Ball, he's around 12 years old. Uh, he says that he's 14 at that point in time, but uh, come to find out that boy's not so good with math. That so. that boy, he ain't the brightest bulb, but forgive him. Yeah, forgive yeah. Him. It, it, it's look young, innocent Goku, right? Look at the state of the condition he lives in. Uh, you wouldn't expect him to know too much. So, Well, one day when he's going fishing, he gets himself a nice hefty fish for dinner. He's got it on his back. And all of a sudden, while he's walking back home, a car hits him. Smacked him. Goku ain't ever seen a car before. Man. <laughs> so my man instantly attacks it, thinking it's like a monster he's never seen before. And uh, a girl that was driving the car busts out the blicky and starts shooting him. Yo, she went dumping on that man. For real. <laughs> dumping. <laughs> The problem was that it just didn't do anything to him. So because of that, she was like, yo, 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 uh, can we talk? Uh, because um, this is pretty wild. Uh, by the way, I'm just a girl named Bulma. Goku's like, a girl? A girl? What? 
I've only known my grandpa. I've never seen anybody else. Grandpa tells me there's people out there. But other than that, that's weird. What are you doing out there? And she winds up saying that she's on an adventure to look for some things. Well, Goku, being the nice little kid that he is, invites Bulma over to his house. And inside the house, she sees Goku's most beloved possession from his grandfather, the four-star Dragon Ball. Now, Goku's like, yo, 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 yo. I know it looks all shiny and stuff, but leave it alone. Mind your business, lady. (laughs) It's not yours. This ain't ain't what you think it is. Hold on now. This is my Dragon Ball. I don't know you. You can't blame him. It's been a a keepsake for him. Exactly. For whoever knows how long it's been since he had that. The only thing he's ever had left from his grandfather, other than the roof over his head, is that Dragon Ball and a pole called the Nyoibo, also known as the Power Pole, right? So since Bulma sees that Dragon Ball and he's like pretty protective over over it, uh, she basically says, hey, kid, how about you and me team up and we go look for the Dragon Balls? Because uh, I heard that it'll summon a dragon and Goku's just like pretty, like things are pretty cool. However, Bulma doesn't really tell him what she needs it for, really. <laughs> but we'll keep that in mind for later, right? Yeah. Uh, along that night, Bulma says, hey, I've got a camping house that I can use outside uh, and we can go sleep in there, right? And she opens up a, a little uh, satchel to reveal a capsule. These are capsules that she invented herself. Uh, basically, as one of the, uh, the 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 smartest little girl on the planet, yeah, basically, smart, basically right. a full on uh, genius. Um, yeah, uh, and she throws the capsule out, and out forms like a little camping house. Right, Goku goes in there. He takes a bath. He's seeing stuff that he's never seen before in his whole life. All kinds of little stuff in there. And uh, while um, Bulma's sleeping. Goku's sleeping on her, you know, just like with his head on her, just all innocently, uh, as he would with Grandpa Gohan. And uh, he realizes that uh, Bulma's like missing some things that he has. <laughs> some things. He don't got the things I got. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, what's? why does she have a butt on her chest? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's a curious little kid. He's not really a pervert. He's just curious. Yeah. And, and looked and it was just like, whoa, like, that's a lot, right? Anyway, the next morning, there's a turtle washed up on the shore. And Goku decides, hey, he wants to help it get back in the water. Uh, after protecting it from a thief, uh, Goku was able to get the turtle back to the water. And lo and behold, that turtle belongs to none other than the turtle hermit himself, Master Roshi, who Goku meets for the first time. Now, for Goku's kind deeds, Master Roshi gives him what's called the Flying Nimbus. It's a cloud that Goku can stand on and fly upon. It will be his main mode of transportation for quite some time <laughs> throughout Man. the rest of his history. No Nimbus, no Dragon Ball. <laughs> very true. Goku would not lie. have gotten very far. Uh, sure, he can run. Uh, we know he can run really fast, but, uh, yeah, but feet would have gotten tired after a while. Turns out, Masaroshi also has a three-star Dragon Ball, and Bulma asks if she can have it. But uh, Masaroshi, um, being the pervert that he is, 
decides that uh, he needs something in return. And he asks Bulma if he can see her underwear. So Bulma very embarrassedly decides to to show him her underwear. But uh, remember when Goku got kind of curious like the night before? Well, just so happens he took off her underwear. So she kind of flashed Master Roshi. And uh, he has a huge nosebleed and says, here you go. <laughs> that man, that man folded so quickly. Yo. He's like, you know what? I don't even need this ball. You can, you can have that, man. Oh man, yeah. And uh, pretty much from this point, this starts Goku in Bulma's uh, great mystical adventure through Dragon Ball. They wind up meeting Oolong, who is this evil shapeshifter who's kidnapping people's daughters in a village. Long story short, uh, Goku beats him and is like, hey, yo, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, doing that. It's pretty messed up. And because of that, they find out that there's the six-star Dragon Ball in that village. They get it. And Oolong is the first of many people to be beaten up by Goku and then join his side. <laughs> what, what, a, what a reoccurring thing. And it's a lovely thing in Dragon Ball, but man, it really starts with Oolong. That's right. And get used to it. I'm telling y'all, get used to it. From that point on, the three of them come into the desert and they meet across a bandit by the name of Yamcha, along with his tra- uh, his um, shape-shifting cat named Puar. Uh, Yamcha basically is like, like a, the bandit trying to steal everything they've got and... Um, Goku gets into a fight with them. However, Goku's a little hungry, <laughs> so he couldn't do anything. Folded quick. Starving. And uh, Go- Yamcha was able to uh, hit him with the wolf fang fist. However, Yamcha was also scared of girls. And Insane. since Bomo was there, he got the hell out. I well, mean, he started walking backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it's his thing, but it wouldn't have been me. That's all I'm gonna say. Right? Desert, big old desert bandit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real solid desert bandit out here. This man Yancha. Um, basically, at some point, um, Yamcha sends Puar to disguise as Goku to try to steal them of the Dragon Ball. That leads to them fighting because. You can easily tell it's not Goku. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they wind up, uh, Goku winds up beating Yamcha, knocking him out with his tooth out of, uh, falling out of his mouth. Yamcha gives him a car so that way he can get around. However, he has got a tracking device on it so he can follow him around. Later on, they wind up at Fire Mountain and Goku meets with the Ox King. The Ox King was trying to kill Bulma and Oolong, so Goku had to fight for him. But Goku started using the Flying Nimbus, and the Ox King stops fighting because he's like, hang on. The guy who gave you that cloud was my master, too. So we're cool. But Fire Mountain's on fire, and my master's got this fan called the Boncho Fan. So I'm going to need you to go get it. But... Uh, along the way, I need you to also get my daughter. <laughs> well, Goku meets up with the Oxine daughter, 
whose name is Chi-Chi. She's a young princess, uh, obviously, of the Ox King. And when they get to Master Roshi's island, he says, uh, yo, I ain't got the fan no more. I threw it out one day in the trash. My bad. <laughs> Never thought we really need that. We, we need all of that. So, But he says, uh, yeah. you know what? <laughs> I can put out the fire. Don't worry. I got this, right? So Master Roshi shows up along with uh, Goku and Chi-Chi. And he starts to get real swole. Uh, you know, we hadn't really explained. Master Roshi's kind of an old, frail man, right? But but yeah. he gets, like, super swole, like, just jacked to the gods. And the moment he does that, he puts his hands to the side of his body and charges up a key blast and fires it out forward. And it's called the Kamehameha, also known as the Kamehameha wave. And it puts out all of the flames but it also got rid of the mountain (laughs) (laughs) so i mean he did what they asked but i mean eh. anyway little man goku he thinks that move looks really really cool so he decides to try to copy it and he lets out a little small one it knocks over the car blows it up well while Boma and Oolong are looking for the Dragon Ball that's in the rubble of the car, Masaroshi uh, says, like, yo, after y'all get the Dragon Balls, holla at me. I might yeah. have to train you, kid, because it took me 50 years to learn that. <laughs> and uh, Learned the move that took me 50 years to master. You just over that's here cool. just doing it after seeing it. Uh, I, 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 think, uh, I think you might just sign on, need to sign on to the team. Yeah. Well, eventually they go on other adventures where they go against uh, a gang known as the Rabbit Mob in a small town and defeat. Then Goku defeats their leader, Monster Carrot, with the help of Yamcha. They wind up going back on the road and they're attacked by a robot piloted by a, a small dog named Shu, a ninja dog. And he winds ninja up stealing dog. their five Dragon Balls that they've gotten so far. Luckily, Goku decides he wants to oh, I'm sorry they had six dragon balls they Shu took five Goku decided to keep the fourth star dragon ball Yamcha's like yo uh I think I know who that guy hangs with there's this guy Pilaf uh pretty evil and uh we should go try to ransack him to uh, go get the dragon balls back they get to his castle and they wind up getting locked in a room with sleeping gas and Goku's dragon ball is stolen when they wake up, Emperor Pilaf and his gang decide to summon Shimmeron as they had the last Dragon Ball. And he decides he wants to make a wish to rule the world. However, our young man, young hero Oolong, saves the day by running along in uh, when the Eternal Dragon was out and says, Hey, hey, yo, 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 can I get a fresh pair of panties? That's the first thing Shinron hears, so that's the wish that he grants, right? And from then, after he was able to escape, um, the the whole gang is put into like a special cell with like a a glass ceiling with the intent that when the sun comes out, it's gonna just like fry him, right? Yeah, like pretty fiendish shit. That's well, some, some devilish shit right there, man. Just so happens while he was keeping them in there overnight. The full moon came out, and our man Goku turned into a giant ape once again, busting out of the cell 
and out of Pilaf's castle as a whole, right? Um, while Goku's going out of control, everybody's like, yo, that's crazy. Didn't Goku talk about one day his grandpa got killed by a giant monkey? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> well, uh, Yamcha thinking quickly, he says, hey, Puar, turn into a giant pair of scissors. And they cut Goku's tail off, reverting him to turn back into a human. Well, everybody's looking at him the next morning, and Oolong is kind of like, y'all y'all think this kid's a human? Uh, <laughs> that's kind of weird. I ain't never seen old people do that. I mean, I can shapeshift, and I'm a pig, and I still ain't seen nothing <laughs> this close to <laughs> this ain't this ain't of, this ain't of my ilk. Yeah. <laughs> After that sort of, uh, you know, just sort of insight by Mr. Oolong there. They all ride off on a train um, going to West City while Goku says goodbye to everybody riding off while he goes to visit Kame Island where Master Roshi lives. After that quest for the Dragon Balls, Roshi decides that he will train Goku, but only if Goku brings him a pretty girl. And after Goku didn't really succeed at that one, this other student arrives on the island, little ball head kid, named Krillin. Octopus, octopus, octopus head ass boy. Oh, man. Little goofball, man. And he says, hey, I want to train under you too, Master Roshi. Uh, so I'll go ahead and uh, make sure we're in charge of finding this pretty girl you need, right? Along the way, Goku winds up fighting 12 a little bit. And while Krillin's cowering behind him, there's this girl who uh, sneezed and was just letting the blicky off <laughs> by the yeah. name of Launch. They ask her to come back with them. And when they do, Roshi's like, oh, cute girl. Thanks, Thanks Let's do this. They go ahead out to Papaya Island. After doing some training on his island and getting strong for about eight months, where the World's Martial Arts Tournament, the 21st World's Martial Arts Tournament, the Tenkaichi Budokai, will be taking place for them to test their training. Whenever they show up on Papaya Island, Goku meets back with his friends, Bulma, Yamcha, Puar, and Oolong. Goku gets through the elimination rounds of this tournament really, really easy. Like, I mean... Smokes them. <laughs> pretty much anyone ever had he beats uh this guy named giron in the quarterfinals um just through like a, a short little battle winds up then fighting against a warrior for, from uh, the desert named nam beats him in the semifinals and in the final round goku fights against the defending champion jackie chun who looks surprisingly like master roshi with hair in a dogi anyway they have a really, really strong match. I mean, stuff goes wild. Goku, yeah. who's gotten his tail back, winds up looking at the moon as it's rising into the early evening, and he turns into a great ape, destroying the stadium. And Jackie Chun is like, yo, uh, we're still in the middle of this fight, and something has to give. So he does a Kamehameha, which is interestingly Master Roshi's trademark move. Throws it at the moon and blows it up, causing Goku to go right back to being a kid. 
They continue their match, and they're really tired after that. But Goku winds up losing and learns that he should just continue to train because there's always people who are more powerful than him out there. What a valuable lesson. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It's one that I think might stick around with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. That being said, after Goku finishes up with the World's Martial Arts Tournament, he goes on a journey to go look for his grandfather's four-star Dragon Ball again. He winds up helping Nam in his village for a little bit by going to Giron's village, who had fought before, just kind of wrapping up some you know, loose ends with his friends that he made along the way in the tournament. Along the way, he gets his Dragon Radar stolen. He has to go get it back from a pawn shop. <laughs> and then Goku... <laughs> winds up then looking for the four-star Dragon Ball where he finds Pilaf with it. He gets it, but finds out it was a fake. The four-star Dragon Ball is also um, elsewhere. So Goku winds up meeting uh, along with Chi-Chi on the way to looking for it. And they head back to Oxine's village where Chi-Chi asks after a short little um, fight with some folks, will you please marry me one day. Goku says, yeah, sure. Believing <laughs> that this is a type of food. <laughs> While in Ox King's village, an organization called the Red Ribbon Army is attacking it. Goku and Chi-Chi fight off the troops and then they basically run into this guy named Colonel Silver who's destroyed by Goku's flying Nimbus. Oh, sorry, he destroyed Goku's flying nemesis. My apologies. Goku then defeats Colonel Silver and knocks him out with his tail. Smoke that boy. He earned that. He finds a Dragon Ball, but it winds up not being the four-star Dragon Ball. Um, so he then takes one of the army's autopilot droids to take him to the next one. He winds up going out to a village that has this base called the Muscle Tower, where Goku winds up fighting several opponents along the way such as metal metallotron ninja murasaki and then after beating ninja murasaki and his brothers they release android 8 android 8 is an android that does not want to fight he loves nature he's just cool he doesn't like violence so he takes goku up to the top of muscle tower where they find general white the commander of the tower and his pet Booyan. He tries to have that pet Bouillon eat them, but it gets frozen and destroyed. And then General White gets the lights beaten out of him by Goku, where he finds another Dragon Ball that Android 8 was hiding from the Red Ribbon Army. He finds out that one of the village elders, that the Nimbus still works, and he decides to go to uh, West City to have Bulma fix the Dragon Radar that he had broken. He meets Bulma at her house in West City, and we find out that she is the heir apparent to a company called the Capsule Corporation. She then decides to fix the Dragon Radar and join Goku back on his quest to find the Dragon Balls. While in the city, they meet back up with Yamcha, Oolong, and Puar, and then decide to go to a theme park called Dreamland, where they're stalked by a thief from the Ribbon Army called Haski. They're tricked by her as she tries to get away with Goku's Dragon Balls, but he captures her and gets them back quickly. Along the way, they wind up running back into Krillin and then face off against General Blue, who's the Red Ribbon Army's strongest operative. 
He but Goku defeats a pirate robot called Octopapa, and Bulma, while Bulma and Krillin are being attacked by General Blue, Goku goes to save them, and then Goku, stunned by General Blue's telekinesis, uh, winds up being broken free when a mouse scares General Blue. <sighs> they beat him, <laughs> grab the Dragon Ball, and then they escape with uh, Bulma and Krillin as they head back to the Kame house, where General Blue a lot arrives again to try to follow them. However, old girl launched with the Blicky decides to let it loose right at General Blue on the chase. MVP, man. <laughs> Goku winds up chasing him to a strange island named Gero Gero Island and then lands in a town called Penguin Village where he meets a small girl named Nor- Orale Norimaki from Dr. Slump's previous manga, Dr. Slump. They wind up getting into a little adventure while Goku and Arale basically beat <laughs> General Blue back. And then they wind up running into a mercenary by the name of Tao. Tao tries to kill Goku by using his Dodon Ray. However, with Goku having found the Four Star Dragon Ball and putting it in his shirt, it blocked the force of the blast, keeping him alive. While Tao decides to stay around, he then goes ahead and uh, Goku goes ahead and climbs this tower that's nearby called Korin's Tower. A small cat lives at the top of this tower and he has this sacred water. When he gets to the top, it takes Goku three days to snatch it from him. Goku drinks the water, but doesn't really feel any different, which Korin then explains that it's not really the water that makes you stronger, but the training that you you did to try to get this from me was what you needed. When General Tao comes back to the village, Goku goes back and defeats him by kicking one of General Tao's grenades back on him. General Tao pretends to give up, and then Goku decides that he will defeat the entire General uh, Red Red and all army after General Tao kills a young boy named Upa's father, Bora. Goku then travels to the main headquarters of the Red Ribbon Army to defeat the Red Ribbon Army as a whole. He's taking out various soldiers along the way, and when he tries to get there to beat them all, a staff officer by the name of Black kills Commander Red after he learns that the commander of the Red Ribbon Army just wanted to be tall and not really take over the whole world. Goku fights back against uh, Commander, I'm sorry, Officer Black, and then defeats a battle robot that he was using, allowing him to then defeat the entire Red Ribbon Army and grab the other six Dragon Balls. Goku leaves the base and sees his friends all outside to help him, but he says, hey, I'm already done. And they go on about their grand adventure from there on. They realize then they're still missing one last Dragon Ball. And after they find it, they decide to revive Bora, Upa's father, after a short little visit to Uranai Baba's palace. Uranai Baba is Master Roshi's sister, and she's a mystic who has these several interesting-looking villains along with her, this mummy named Bandages, uh, this devil man named Spike. Goku winds up beating them after devil man shoots the devil might beam at him, who... It can kill anyone with evil in their heart, but Goku is pure of heart. There's then a last challenger that Goku has to fight, and it's this old man in a fox mask. 
Goku winds up fighting against the old man, and after the mask comes off of his face, it's revealed that it's Grandpa Gohan, who's been brought back from Otherworld for a day. What a great moment, by the way. Oh my god. What a I mean, that's a really if you go back and watch that episode by itself, I think it's just like really a really a strong heartfelt moment. Because yeah. Goku hadn't really had the chance to like reflect on his youth thus far. So seeing Grandpa Gohan, like he he just bursts out into tears, like he's just so happy to see him. Like it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful, man. From there, Emperor Pilaf shows right back up to try to get the Dragon Balls. And with the last Dragon Ball that Baba gives them, when Goku pushes back Emperor Pilaf, they summon back Shinron to revive Bora, Upa's father. From there, Goku goes out into the world to train for the next World's Martial Arts Tournament. Because he knows, eventually, I'm going to try to win it. So for about the next couple of years... He goes out into the world, runs into some just some different adventures, right? Training along the way, he becomes like a martial arts champion in another small like challenge with like a, a dojo of with the the Chin Star School and the Sky Dragon School with the Master of the Path of Fang School. Just a lot of little stuff, right? After those few years, however, comes the twenty second World's Martial Arts Tournament, and D. My man, <laughs> if brother, this is the setup to what Dragon Ball is known as from this point. Absolutely, there's no doubt. There's no like this is the turning point. This is drag. This is where all the gags. It's still there, but man, this becomes a full on battle shonen, <laughs> flat out. What a great tournament! What a great arc! Very monumental. I I gotta say, like, if y'all get the chance, run back this arc because even just the short little brief synopsis I'm gonna give you of it doesn't do it justice. It's not doing it justice, yo. Like this art, watch it, please. I beg. I don't ask for much. I really don't. I, I please. I'm begging. Please, just watch the 22nd World Tournament. You're going to love it. It's Oh man, great coming of age story. Just oh man, what a who peak? That's what you call peak fiction. <clears throat> In this tournament, a young fifteen-year-old Goku winds up fighting against his new rival, Ten Shinhan, who is his strongest opponent. In this entire tournament by far. He's trained by Master Roshi's nemesis, Master Shin, the crane hermit. And that just basically gives you the two people who are the new generation of these schools, you know. It's really interesting because we haven't had anything like this in Dragon Ball thus far. Right. None. Really, everything <laughs> was just the adventure of Goku getting the Dragon Balls and helping people out along the way. But this is really a a challenge. Yeah. So in the preliminaries, Goku is set against a former champion by the name of King Chapa, and Goku makes slight work of him. 
Just easy. Smoke that boy. <laughs> <laughs> he then goes on to defeat a um, famous movie star by the name of Pompet in the quarterfinals. And in the semifinals, Goku is set up against his best friend, Krillin. Beautiful fight. <laughs> in a hard-fought victory, Goku then goes on to the finals where he fights again the new student of the Crane School, Tenshinhan. Now, this was a really good match. Like, just through and through, man. Man. A lot of good action. Eventually, Goku winds up getting paralyzed by Chaozu using his telekinesis technique. Chaozu being Tenshinhan's um, little friend uh, who was ordered by their master, Shen. After Goku's freed from the telekinesis, Ten decides to use the tri-beam to destroy the entire stage. This leads to Goku and Tien fighting in mid-air, where after Goku propels himself up with a Kamehameha to launch himself right into Tien's stomach. They wind up falling back to the ground. However, Goku hits first, leaving Tien Shinhan to be the 22nd World Martial Arts Tournament winner. Bad luck for my man Goku. (laughs) This is just like two tournament L's in a row in the finals, man. Like, my man just can't get a break, dude. He really can't. And (laughs) honestly, it doesn't really get much happier for him. Because after they were about to leave from the tournament, Goku realized he had left some stuff inside. So his best friend Krillin decides, hey, I got you, bro. I'm going to go grab your stuff for you. And along the way, he's killed by this demonic-looking creature named Tambourine. Goku gets really angry and chases after him, but he's still really tired, and he gets defeated by Tambourine. Goku then winds up having to recover out in the woods, and he sees a samurai by the name of Yajirobe, who has a Dragon Ball around his neck. Symbol, another demon comes out to try to get the Dragon Ball that Yajirobe has around his neck. But Yajirobe, with the quickness, slices him with his sword and kills Symbol. Now, Symbol and Tambourine are the sons of this great evil named King Piccolo. King Piccolo sends his son, Tambourine, to go find who killed Symbol. After Goku runs into Tambourine again, he winds up finally beating him. King Piccolo feels that his sons are being beaten, and he goes over to the woods where they had lost their lives because there's no way they could have lost their lives in the same place uh, just for no reason. King Piccolo arrives, and he finds Goku, who he swiftly knocks down (laughs) several times. However... Goku was like, yo, I'm going to still, you know what I'm saying, just try to fight this out because he's just pissed over his best friend dying and he knows he just has to do the right thing, man. So Goku tries one more time to defeat King Piccolo and winds up getting defeated by King Piccolo's Masenko. King Piccolo takes the Dragon Ball that Yajirobe gave to Goku and Yajirobe then takes Goku to Korin Tower to help him recover. Along the way, Tien, Masarochi, and Tatsu all try to stop King Piccolo from gathering the Dragon Balls, but they wind up 
failing with Master Roshi and Chaozu dying along the way. And this is where, I mean, the stakes have never been higher. Yo, this is the turning point for Dragon Ball. Because you ain't... Ne- people are dying. <laughs> yes. To sum it up, people are dying, yo. It's it's really bad. It's not looking good for anybody right now. Yeah. However, King Piccolo does wind up having all seven Dragon Balls, and he winds up wishing for his youth to be restored, giving him the original power he once had when he was younger. King Piccolo destroys the dragon. Which is crazy. Which is <laughs> something we've never seen before with the intent that, hey, yo, you know, no one can stop me now if they can use the if no one can use the Dragon Balls. And he goes to the king of the world's palace, King Furry, in an attempt to rule the world. Once Goku's healed on Korin's tower, he sets on a quest to find the Ultra Divine Water, a sacred li- liquid that will unleash his hidden powers if he has any, or Goku will die. Goku drinks the hidden water called the Ultra Divine Water and heads off to King Furry's ca- castle, where he then finds King Piccolo's next son, Drum, fighting against Tenshinhan. Goku steps in and with a flying kick just kicks that man's eye out. <laughs> Man. And immediately challenges King Piccolo. Goku winds up putting the paws on him, man. Like, for a little bit, he had him. But once that man, King Piccolo, went full power and used the explosive demon wave at Goku, it was looking pretty bad. But Tien saved him by flying into the sky to catch him, but Goku's leg was broken. He just he can't stand up. Yeah. King Piccolo's giving it to Tien. It just... Like says, yo, I'm gonna kill you, man. Okay? Yeah, flat <laughs> out. Surrender or he's dead. And Goku, despite that, decides, yo, listen, I will just bring back TM with the Dragon Balls. But Piccolo says, Doc, I don't know if you know, but I oh, killed man. the dragon. <laughs> Goku, feeling just entirely bro- broken down, just defeated by Piccolo decides to launch a Kamehameha with one arm at the ground while King Piccolo's up at the sky and launches his fist right through King Piccolo's chest. As King Piccolo's in his dying moments, he spits out this egg and in his dying wish, he says, my son and my reincarnation, Piccolo Jr., will avenge my death and then take over the world in my image. Some wild stuff, man. Crazy. Mind you, this is this moment right here, I think, for me, it's probably one of my top three favorite Goku moments out the whole series. For it's real. So, just bittersweet, to say the least. You know, once he beats... Piccolo, y'all. He's just, I did it, bro. I, I avenged your death. It's just a beautiful moment. If you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. Like everything is, <laughs> you can go find it. It's just a, it's a bittersweet moment. But again, it stands the test of time as Goku's greatest feats, in my opinion. And you're absolutely right, man. Because it's that feat that basically sets the tone for the warrior that Goku's going to be from that point on 
for the rest of his life, you know. I mean, he fought for his life to just avenge his friends. His friends were, uh, most of them are dead at that point. You know what I mean? Like, it's dead. It's really wild to think. But they can't come come back. Yeah. To acknowledge his There's nothing he can do because, you know, he can't wish them back. The, The dragon's destroyed. But after he winds up beating King Piccolo, he decides to go back to Corrin Tower, where Corrin winds up telling him, hey, yo, there's a place called The Lookout (laughs) right above us, and that's where Kami stays. He's the god that created the Dragon Balls, and I bet you he would be able to bring back Shinron. Goku gets up to Kami's lookout, and a man named Mr. Popo winds up challenging Goku to see what he's all about. Goku winds up overcoming that challenge of speed, and he meets Kami, the lord of the earth. Goku's like, yo, 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 uh, are you good? Because you just like King Piccolo. (laughs) I just smoked you. (laughs) To my knowledge, I just smoked you. What's going on? Kami's like, no, no, I'm a benevolent guardian. Uh, You know, I'm the one who made the Dragon Balls. Basically, uh, Piccolo was my other. Uh, we're, We're two halves of the same coin, right? Uh, but we wind up finding out a little bit more about that a little later on. Yeah. At that point, Kami revives the Dragon Balls, and Master Roshi, Chaozu, and Krillin are all brought back to life. In return for Goku's help, Kami asks Goku to train with him for the next few years until the 23rd World Martial Arts Tournament, because he believes that Piccolo Jr. will show himself to take out all of the martial artists around as well as Goku who defeated his father King Piccolo. Goku winds up training some of the hardest training of his entire life up on yeah. the top of the uh of Kami's lookout and Goku winds up having his tail taken off permanently by Kami who then also makes a wish back for the moon to come back. Sometime during that training, Goku was able to train in the Room of Spirit and Time, also known as the Hyperbolic Time Chamber, but he was only really able to last in there for like a month. That boy could not manage Couldn't man. handle it. It was really, really tough. But that training was vital for him because by the time Goku turns 18, he shows up at the 23rd World's Martial Arts Tournament a lot taller than he's ever been. Like a grown man. Right? A man, a full-on grown man. He's got the turban on. Nobody recognizes him. And he's like, hey, it's me, Goku. <laughs> and they're like, yo, it's huh? that boy. So Did you guys shrink? <laughs> yeah. Goku has just gotten like several tall, several feet taller by this point, And he winds up fighting again against King Choppa in the preliminaries. He was trying to avenge his loss, but... uh. No dice. Smoked yet again. (laughs) Goku winds up in the quarterfinals of the 23rd World's Martial Arts Tournament and fights against a young girl who has just a lot of martial arts prowess. Like, it's just throwing the hands at Goku. And it's like, she's like, you know what, Doc? You know what you promised me. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) 
And she's like, Goku, you know what you promised me. And he's like, no, for real. I don't know you. I don't know what you're talking about. Along the way, Goku winds up beating her in the match, and she reveals that she was Chi-Chi, the Ox King's daughter, who Goku did promise to marry before thinking that marriage was a type of food. So he goes, hey, look, a promise is a promise, so I got you. But can I win this tournament first? Because uh, there's some stuff going on here. Got to fight this guy, Piccolo Jr. After that match... Goku winds up in the semifinals against his finalist challenger in the 22nd World's Martial Arts Tournament, Tenshin Han. Goku winds up in a really great rematch here and gets the edge on that boy. What a great fight, man. Very, very good. But this leads to my favorite fight in the World's Martial Arts Tournament against King Piccolo's progeny piccolo jr in the final round of the tournament before the fight piccolo winds up trapping kami inside of a bottle with the evil containment wave uh because kami had also been in the tournament as a guy um disguised as a human but that's another story for another time yeah (laughs) basically he puts the bottle in his mouth and tells goku if you kill me Kami's gonna die, and if Kami dies, the Dragon Balls are gone. So, uh, you can't kill me, buddy. What are you gonna do, Goku? What are you gonna do? They wind up fighting in a tournament, and Piccolo reveals that he is the son of King Piccolo, sending everybody into a frenzy where they flee from the entire arena. Piccolo grows giant, which has uh, Goku then fly up against him to try to get the bottle from his mouth. However, Goku then just winds up getting the bottle and Piccolo destroys the entire stage as they're, bo- as they're fighting. Goku winds up getting some nice little hands on him with a little combination rush. Yeah. But Piccolo blasts a hole right in Goku's shoulder, just making sure he can't do anything. Goku, you, you can't use any arms, any legs. You won't beat me like how you beat my dad. Goku is on the ground, and he's about to die. And right that moment, he learns how to fly on his own, (laughs) which is just incredible. I mean, people flying in Dragon Ball? Who would think? Unheard of. But nevertheless, he winds up using his feet to form a Kamehameha wave and uh, launching himself into Piccolo, who then takes... That right to the chest and lands in a ring out, giving Goku his first and only tournament victory in the Tenkaichi Budokai. Goku, having knocked out Piccolo, decides to give him a sensu bean and says, yo, uh, I want to make sure that you live because we need Kami alive. But also, I think we'd make great rivals one day. Piccolo's not really hearing that shit, but he leaves <laughs> off and uh, goes into the mountains, saying one day he's going to fight him again. And kill him. After the the tournament, Goku gets married to Chi-Chi at Ox King's village after finding the Boncho fan that Master Roshi once threw away in order to blow out the the flames that were once again on Fire Mountain. After they find that, they go ahead and get married. 
And it's a beautiful ceremony to cap off Dragon Ball itself. What a beautiful story of just his youth. I mean, a whole lot happens there. Because Goku Ooh. is really not... I mean, he's around in Dragon Ball Z, but he's not around in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It's, it's something where, you know, like... If Dragon Ball is the story of Goku, Dragon Ball Z, that portion of Dragon Ball is the story of everyone, right? Um, all of our favorite characters wind up getting some shine in one way or another, while Goku still is the main character, but all of our other characters have a lot more influence in this series than they did in Dragon Ball. During the five years in between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, Goku and Chi-Chi have a young child by the name of Gohan, who Goku names after his grandpa. One day, they're out in the forest, and, you know, they're just, like, chilling, Goku and Gohan, and they go back home, and Chi-Chi's like, hey, yo, Goku, uh, you know today's the day where you're supposed to introduce Gohan to Master Roshi back at Kame Island. And Goku's like, yo, you're right. Let me holler at you in just a moment. I'm going to go take the kid to introduce him to my friends. I'll be back in a little bit before dinner. So they fly on Kintoun, the flying Nimbus, and they get to Kame House, where Gohan gets to meet Bulma, Master Roshi, and Krillin for the first time. It's a nice little happy reunion until Goku senses a very strong power level that's just arrived on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Goku... Reacting to that, then notices that that person has just shown up on the island. And this long-haired man in sand battle armor by the name of Raditz shows up and says, Goku, I'm your big brother. What the hell are you doing here? Wasn't this place supposed to be destroyed about like 20-some-odd years ago? What you doing here living with these humans? What the hell going on? That man, that man came there like, huh? Goku's like... <laughs> What you mean? What are you talking about? You my brother. I ain't got no brother. Raditz goes, not only I'm not your brother, boy, we are Saiyans. We come Goku. from planet Vegeta. It got destroyed by a meteor some ages yeah. ago. The facts of that may or may not be so accurate, but that's what Raditz knows. Yeah. Well, Goku's like, yo, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I'm not with all that destruction stuff. Get the hell off the planet. Not really dealing with you being all rude right now. Raditz says, okay, uh, you better kill 100 humans within the next day. And Goku says, what? Raditz kicks him out to the side and then grabs Gohan and holds him hostage and says, I will kill your son if you don't do it within the next day. Bye, nigga. What a terrible uncle. <laughs> terrible uncle. Absolutely worst uncle of all time. Yeah. Easily. Goku decides, yo, I've got to do something about this guy, Raditz. Master Roshi and Krillin say, yo, yo, we can jump him. And, but Goku's like, nah, nah, nah. I got to do this, dog. Because if y'all die, we can't bring y'all back from the Dragon Balls that y'all already been killed. Huh. It just so happens, though. Piccolo Jr. was behind the house. Because he had just ran into Raditz along the way and was like, hey, yo, uh, I heard everything that was going on. 
I know that dude is strong. So how about just this one time we go run up on him, you and me together. Goku agrees and they head out to go defeat Raditz and save the entire earth as well as young Gohan. Goku and Piccolo wind up fighting Raditz together with Gohan locked up in Raditz's space pod. And it winds up being a pretty tough battle. Like, oh man. <laughs> Raditz was making pretty quick work of them for a little bit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, he was spanking them up. It gets anymore. to a point to where like Goku and Piccolo had to remove their weighted clothing to try to fight them. And even with that extra speed and that combined power, my man couldn't do it. To the point where Goku grabs Raditz's tail while Piccolo tries to charge up his ultimate move, the special beam cannon. But Raditz winds up throwing him off. And it's like, dog, listen, bro. It's going to take a little bit more than that to beat me. So Gohan is getting pissed at Raditz beating down on Goku and Piccolo to the point where he just goes mad. Yeah. Rages with power. The strongest person thus far. Thus far, which is so right crazy, bro. He's four <laughs> years old. What is he doing? How, how can he do this? On, launches right out, head first into his uncle's stomach, knocks him out, man. And Goku grabs uh, Raditz right by the arms and damn near a full Nelson and says, Piccolo, that move you was using earlier, you got to do it right now. You got to do it now. Piccolo's like, dog, if I do this, you know you going too. Goku's like, it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. Shoot it. Yeah, let Piccolo that thing go. shoots the Makanko Sapo, the special beam cannon, right through Raditz and Goku, killing them both. However, right before Raditz is dying, he, Raditz says, you know what? <laughs> My two homeboys could hear this whole thing going on, and they're going to come to Earth in a year because I know y'all got Dragon Balls, and they're going to want them. They're going to avenge me, too. They're going to avenge me. (laughs) Now, pretty sure Nap, the the, the two guys, his two homies, probably don't care so much about them. But nevertheless, in one year, they will be on their way. Goku dies and then is sent to Otherworld with Kami as a spirit. And Goku is told by the king of the check-in point, King Yuma, that he has to travel to Snake Way to the planet of King Kai in order to get extra training from a god to defeat the Saiyans. Along the way, he winds up encountering Princess Snake. He winds up going into hell and just, just some different adventures because... If those things didn't happen in the anime, you would have had nothing happening. In the manga, Goku just nothing. runs straight to, to King Kai's planet in what takes months, right? Yeah. Goku finally makes it to his planet, and he sees a monkey. He's like, are you King Kai? And the monkey's just like, yo, uh, follow me. And he winds up <laughs> chasing the monkey around, catching the monkey in a challenge from this stout blue man by the name of King Kai. He gives him a challenge to have to catch the monkey and smash his cricket on the head with a hammer. However, his planet is 10 times that of Earth's gravity. So Goku has to get used to training under such intense conditions, but he spends a year there training at that heavy gravity, getting so much stronger, and winds up mastering a couple of new techniques along the way, getting 
ready to fight against the Saiyans when they arrive in a year. That year passes, and his friends manage to wish him back to life using the Dragon Balls. However, just wishing him back doesn't bring him back to Earth. So he has to run back on Snake Way to get back to to be able to get checked into life. However, the Saiyans are arriving in a day, and it's going to take Goku two days to get back. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not looking so good, right? The Saiyans arrive on Earth, and they're met by Yamcha, Tien, Chaozu, Piccolo, Gohan, who has been trained by Piccolo for the past year, and Krillin. They wind up fighting against the Saiyans as they summon their little battle minions by called Saibai Men, and all of them except for one are able to get defeated until Yamcha gets a little full of himself, takes on the last one, and gets killed by a self-destructing Saibai Man. Along the way, Nappa get, decides to challenge everyone on his own, and he brutalizes Tien. Well, he's mutilated. Like, he just chops his arm off. Chaozu blows up on Nappa <laughs> trying to take him out, thinking he's going to do as good as the Saibai Man. <laughs> Guess what he doesn't? Yamcha goes out with in a blaze of glory, just with all of his energy, shooting out the tri-beam, and just for nothing, just dies along the way. Nappa winds up trying to attack Gohan because he sees Gohan as a young Saiyan and is like, yo, you got some Saiyan blood in you. I'll fight you, but I'm going to knock you out. Nappa winds up getting a little bit outclassed by Gohan for a little bit. In, in a rage, he attempts to kill Gohan. However, Piccolo sacrifices himself to take the brunt of the blast, dying. However, Kami dies as well, since the two of them are connected. Goku arrives right then, saving Gohan by sending his uh, Nimbus Cloud to pick him up, and then telling Krillin, uh, hey, you know, I got you, man. Feeds him a little uh, a Senzu bean to get better. And Krillin lets him know everyone who's passed away along the way. Because he's like, yo, uh, where's everybody else? Goku then challenges Nappa. And Nappa just gets outclassed, outshined every which way. Gets to a point where Nappa can't even stand anymore. And he asks uh, Vegeta to help him after he was about to try to kill Gohan and Krillin in his fight against Goku, where Goku unleashed the Kaioken to stop him. Vegeta picks up Nappa off the ground, throws him into the air, and says, I have no need for a Saiyan who can't get on his feet. Blows him up. On some grimy shit, so you already know what kind of, you already know what these Saiyans are about, as we said on the previous episode. (laughs) For real. The the Prince Vegeta IV does not play. At all. He's he's nasty. (laughs) Goku and Vegeta wind up leaving from that area to somewhere a little bit more secluded, and they get into the most legendary battle of the entire Saiyan saga, as it's just an ultimate clash of the strongest elite versus the strongest low-class Saiyan who's trained all of his life. And man, Vegeta, just at a base, is that much stronger than Goku the whole way through. And Goku has to wind up you wind up using his Kaioken. But not just once, but times two. And that wasn't enough, so he then used Kaioken times three. And that just 
outclasses Vegeta in every way. Yeah. Vegeta, who is shocked by this, flies up into the air and prepares a, a move by the name of the Gallic Gun in order to destroy the Earth. He launches it down at Goku, who then launches a Kaioken Kamehameha back at Vegeta's Gallic Gun, and they clash midair. Just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Huge struggle until Goku uses Kaioken times four to knock Vegeta out of the air. Vegeta is seemingly... Very pissed as he throws a, a technique called the Powerball into the air. The Powerball is a basically a technique that takes the energy of a full moon when the sun is cast upon it and throws it into the air as a, a, a blast that just ignites there. Think about it like a, a flashbang that just stays in the sky, but it's got the brightness of the full moon. And Vegeta being insane with his tail then transforms into a giant ape about to kill Goku. And Goku, seeing this, realizes, oh no. That, that's, that's what I used to be. Yeah. That's how Grandpa Gohan died. And just damn near breaking down, he apologizes to his that's grandpa's true. spirit and hopes for forgiveness because he knows that he never meant to harm his grandfather. That shit hurt, man. <laughs> Goku and Great Ape Vegeta wind up getting into a huge battle. Huge, just like absolutely crazy battle as Goku's trying his best to fight against this giant ape until he remembers a technique that he was taught by King Kai called the Spirit Bomb. He tries to prepare it up in the sky, but to no avail where Vegeta just grabs him out and just has him crushing in his hands, and he's just crushing Goku for near life. But Krillin tries to throw a destructo disc. Vegeta moves. Vegeta then becomes the victim of Yajirobe's sword as his tail gets cut, sending him down to a small form. But Vegeta is still pissed, and he still decides he hasn't had enough. So... He goes after Gohan. However, Gohan, <laughs> whose tail has just grown back, grows into a giant ape and just is about to demolish Vegeta yeah. when Vegeta throws a destructive disc of his own and chops off Gohan's tail. Gohan's giant ape body falls onto Vegeta as they land to the ground, knocking Vegeta out for good. Krillin picks up Yajirobe's katana and is about to try to kill Vegeta when Goku asks, no, for my sake, even though I'm being kind of selfish, don't do it. Because honestly, I think we might have a good fight one day. Krillin goes, dog, this ain't Piccolo. Okay? <laughs> no, for real, for real. My man is like, what? This what man is going to come about, back man? and kill us. You know, it's like Goku's like, do it for me, please. <laughs> do it for your boy. And Krillin says, All right, man, I'll do it. Vegeta says, This is the biggest mistake in your goddamn <laughs> life. As he summons his Saiyan space pod and flies away um, from the earth to go back into space to heal. Goku, having been beaten and crushed um, after having used his spirit bomb to launch at Vegeta, have him beaten down 
all that whole fight just uh, uh, it's a war you know a utter brawl he gets sent to the hospital yeah. because there's just no way other than that to heal from that you man corin's out of sensu beans he's got to heal the regular way while goku's in the hospital krillin bulma and gohan all decide to go to planet namek as nappa happened to notice that piccolo was an alien called a Namekian. Nappa killed Piccolo knowing this, knowing that he was connected to the Earth Dragon Balls because he believed that there had to be a better set of Dragon Balls out in space on the Namek home world. Having heard all of that, that sends the Artrio of Gohan, Krillin, and Bulma out to planet Namek to find the Namekian Dragon Balls to revive their deceased friends in the battle against Vegeta and Nappa. After a few weeks in the hospital, Goku winds up finding out that they've all gone to planet Namek to go after the Dragon Balls. And he also finds out that a fully healed Vegeta is also on the planet looking for them too. Goku, realizing his greatest rival yet, is on the planet with his kid, his best friend, and his childhood best friend, decides he will also go to Earth in order to fight against them and save his friends. He's in with a batch of Sinzu beans in Bulma's father's new spaceship, which was based on the Saiyan space pod. And in that spaceship, he trains on the way to planet Namek under uh, 20 times Earth's gravity until the ship malfunctions and sends him into 100 times Earth's normal gravity. After successfully training under such harsh conditions, King Kai gets in touch with Goku and tells him, yo, there's this emperor of all space on the planet named Frieza. And he's also on planet Namek. Uh, Don't. Stay away from that guy. Don't. (laughs) Don't fight. Don't look. Don't touch. Goku, having heard all of this, decides... The only option he has is to go to Namek and fight Frieza. Yes. <laughs> In typical Goku fashion. <laughs> he lands on planet Namek while Gohan and Krillin are currently fighting alongside Vegeta against Frieza's elite force, the Ginyu Force. Goku challenges Raccoon, someone who has just brutalized Gohan, Krillin and Vegeta after he gives them all sensu beans and Vegeta kind of like is like yo I don't really want your help but whatever this thing healed me I'll, I'll take it I guess right yeah. Goku defeats Raccoon in swift order and along the way Vegeta's looking on the sidelines and is like man's <laughs> right here done got strong you might be Real. the one might be the one in the legend, the great Super Saiyan itself. But that don't make no sense because it's supposed to be me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He looking like how oh, I was supposed to be out there. I don't know. It's, it's not something wrong. <laughs> Goku winds on, then taking two other members of the Ginyu Force, Jace and Berter, together combined makes light work of them winds up knocking out birder 
And then Jace is met by Captain Ginyu of the Ginyu Force, who challenges Goku himself. Ginyu made really, really high misestimations of Goku's power because Goku was hiding his power whenever he scanned him with a scouter. But along the way, he finds out Goku has a battle power of 180,000. And Ginyu gets really excited because he has the ability to switch bodies with anyone he sees fit. While they're fighting, Ginyu punches himself in the chest, critically injuring himself, and then swaps bodies with Goku. However, he can't control Goku's power, and Goku's about to die in Ginyu's body. So Vegeta is like, I get to beat up on Goku. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to cherish this one. And just smashes him to the ground, man. And... Goku, oh sorry, Ginyu in Goku's body decides, yo, I'm gonna try to just take Vegeta's body instead. He fails in getting Vegeta's body, winding up into a uh, a frog, which sends Goku back to his original body. And Goku, having been beaten down from Vegeta, winds up having to be put in a healing pod in Frieza's spaceship, while Vegeta... Krillin and Gohan all attempt to get the Dragon Balls from Frieza. Along the way, Vegeta winds up challenging Frieza by himself and in just a really emotional beatdown. No mas. (laughs) Just is beaten to an inch of his life when Goku shows right up. Vegeta starts crying and giving him a speech about how Goku needs to be the pride of the Saiyans because he's all that's left of their prideful race because Frieza was the one who ended them all. He wasn't a meteor. And he needs Goku to avenge not only Vegeta, but also the entire Saiyan race. Goku pays his respects and buries Vegeta and in anger, he declares that he's going to defeat Frieza in the name of the Saiyans and all the Namekians that he'd killed thus far. Goku and Vegeta, I'm sorry, Goku and Frieza then began the most epic battle thus far. Yeah. As Goku just gets outclassed against Frieza in his final form at every which step of the way. I mean, at one point, Frieza's only using 50% of his power. And <laughs> then Frieza's using like no hands with his hands behind his back and all kinds of shit, just outclassing Goku every step of the way. Goku winds up going Kaioken times 20, uses a Kamehameha, does nothing to Frieza, and Frieza's just beating Goku within the inch of his life when he then remembers that he has the spirit bomb. He decides to gather some energy for it, and Piccolo, who had been recently revived by Earth, uh, by the uh, Namaki and Dragon Balls, was transported to planet Namek to help pickle I'm sorry Grillin and Gohan as they all distract Frieza while Goku tries to gather energy. Goku gathers as much energy as he can from Namek and the solar system around it to launch the spirit bomb at Frieza. It seems like everything's all good and Frieza's out as he falls into the water. Goku starts to laugh along with his friends and all of a sudden a blast Catches Krillin, sends him into the air, and makes him explode. And we see it's none other than Frieza who has survived the spirit bomb. 
In Goku's intense rage, he then taps into the inner power that Vegeta knew as the Super Saiyan transformation. And Goku, his hair turns yellow, it stands up, his eyes turn green, lightning's charging around the entire planet. I mean, it is just one of the craziest, wildest moments you've ever seen. And this man, in a blind rage, says, Frieza, it's your ass now. Yeah, your ass is grass, pal. <laughs> and not this uh, Superman speech that you guys were hearing. We're going to go knock that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go- Goku, Goku gives him a speech. It's not quite the speech y'all know, but he gives him a speech basically <laughs> declaring that he's going to avenge everyone and defeat Frieza. Goku winds up beating Frieza's ass, like, I mean, slapping him around every which way to a point where Frieza winds up having to go one, to 100% of his full power in his final form, where Frieza is seemingly kind of, like, giving Goku the what's what. But Goku says he's not using his full power, and Goku charges up and just is beating Frieza within an inch of his life as he's losing stamina in his 100% form. Along the way, Goku says, listen, man, this is pointless. There's no point in us fighting. It's clear that I'm going to beat you, and we should just call it quits. Frieza, in all of his anger, decides to launch two Destructo Discs following Goku around as they're aimed. Goku moves so fast that he gets right in front of Frieza and dodges the Destructo disc right as it's about to hit him and chops Frieza in two. Goku says, look, dog, you're cut in two. There's nothing left for us to do here. You should just call it quits. He gives Frieza a little bit of energy just to live. Because he's like, yo, I don't deserve, you don't deserve any forgiveness. You don't deserve to be spared. But in the kindness, the small bit of kindness in my heart, that's all I got. Frieza uses that energy to launch a huge wave at Goku. And Goku notices the blast and launches a one-armed Kamehameha back at Frieza, defeating him for good in that battle. As planet's craziest look, man. He gives out the like the saddest face possible. Like the stern, like a stern father. Like, what did you do, son? As Planet Namek is destroying around both Goku and Frieza, Goku is able to hop into a Ginyu Force pod, which takes him on course to the next planet that um, that the Ginyu Force were going to try to conquer, Planet Yardrap. Goku lands on that planet for a few months and decides to train alongside them, learning very interesting techniques uh, as they use spirit instead of using key which is a topic we will touch back up on much later down the line during that time that he's on uh the the planet all of his friends back on earth think that goku's dead so they decide to try to wish him back with earth's dragon balls and the eternal dragon says yo actually goku's chilling in space um he's all good he says he'll come back when he comes back Two years pass, and Goku lands on Earth as this half-Saiyan by the name of Trunks has just defeated Frieza and his father, King Cold, who threatened to destroy the Earth out of revenge against Goku. 
Trunks, having been the first person that Goku meets after Crash landing on Earth in some really nice new threads, decides to test Goku's power as a Super Saiyan, and they clash with Goku using his finger to block Trunks' sword. Just really, really cool stuff, right? Yeah. Basically, Trunks says, hey, Goku, um, I just want to let you know, within like the next couple of years, you're going to get a heart virus. I've got some medicine for you. You should take this. You'll be fine because the world's going to need you. In like three years, two androids are going to appear like south of South City on this island and they're going to destroy everything. In my future, like you die from the heart virus and they kill everybody, everybody, right? Goku's like, yo, that's pretty serious. We should probably train over these next three years to prepare for that. So he trains along Goku, Gohan, and Piccolo during those three years. However, Trunks showing up in the timeline kind of messed things up because Goku didn't get the heart virus during that period of time. So because of that, he decides, I don't need to take the medicine. Stupid. (laughs) Dumb idea. Dumb, dumb idea. Three take years later, vaccines, man. Yeah, yeah, t- guys, take your vaccines. Like seriously, like, seriously, it's on. important. Take your damn vaccines. Three years later, two androids, Doctor Giro and Android Nineteen, appear on a city and begin to destroy everything. Yamcha winds up getting up, done in. Like it's it's a bad scene for everybody. Goku, having since Yamcha's fleeting power level, arrives there. And says, yo, you two, we need to get the hell up out of this city because I'm not fighting around a bunch of people. The two androids follow Goku and Goku begins to fight against Android 19. Android 19 is kind of getting the word from Goku, but Goku starts to like to fire a Kamehameha blast. And Android 19 has with these energy absorbers in his palms, absorbs Goku's energy from the blast. Goku doesn't understand what's going on. So he decides to keep trying to fight against Android 19, testing out how his abilities work. Android 19 grabs Goku by the throat and begins to absorb energy from him. While after Goku was just beginning to feel really weak and grabbing his chest during the fight. Goku gets thrown to the ground and he's sitting there gasping for air, just hoping, you know, hoping he can continue on. And it's just looking bad because everybody else around him realizes that the heart virus is finally taking hold on Goku's body. Yamcha, having been healed by the Senzu bean, decides to take Goku to Chi-Chi to go get the medicine that was left at home to save him from the virus. And right when Yamcha does that, Vegeta shows up. To save the day. Vegeta, who's now a Super Saiyan, beats the ever-living out of Android 19 (laughs) and destroys everything to to smithereens, like with a big bang attack. Android 20, Dr. Jarrell winds up leaving and escaping, and along the way, Trunks shows back up and realizes that history was altered because... The androids that they've come across are not the androids that he faced in his time, who are androids 17 and 18. Soon after, Dr. Zero decides he will go awaken them in order to kill Goku. The group tries to stop him, but they fail as androids 17 and 18 are awakened, and they decide to awaken another android by the number of 16, who was solely created to kill Goku. Out of their own 
act of descent, they kill Dr. Giroux and then escape, telling the Z fighters, look, we're looking for Goku. If y'all want to try to stop us, stop us. But uh, we got that work. Along the way, Goku is healing at the home of him uh, of uh, Master Roshi as he's given the virus and he's sleeping for a few days. During those days, Piccolo, who is now recently fused with Kami, encounters a new threat, which is a biological life form by the name of Cell, who was created by Dr. Jiro. From all the DNA taken from Goku and his allies and foes that he's fought all the way up until Frieza. Cell was designed to absorb both androids 17 and 18 in order to achieve a perfect state and kill Goku and destroy everything beyond that. So Cell decides to hunt down Android 17, who is fighting against Piccolo at the time. Meanwhile, Goku heals from his sickness and decides to take Gohan, Vegeta, and Future Trunks, who have all been in their own skirmishes with the androids and didn't really turn out so well, but thankfully they survived. Goku tells them, yo, when I was younger, I trained in this room of spirit and time. We can train for a day there. It equals a year. We should go there and try to surpass our Super Saiyan forms. And Gohan, I should try to teach you how to go Super Saiyan because we're going to need it to fight these androids. And this Cell guy who's seemingly just shown up. Trunks and Vegeta go in first while Goku and Gohan stay on the Kami's lookout while Cell was preparing to take out Tien after having just absorbed android 17 he's looking for android 18 along the way and goku uses instant transmission in to save tien and meet cell for the first time goku tells cell yo stay away from my homies we gonna fight you dog when it comes time it's gonna be that time give me trust me trust me Cell tries to kill Piccolo. Goku takes Piccolo and Tien and teleports back to the lookout right before Cell is about to uh, connect a punch with them. Once he's there, he gives Sensu Bean to his friends. After Cell is fighting Trunks and Vegeta, Gohan and Goku go into the time chamber. And Goku helps Gohan become a Super Saiyan, having realized that just like Trunks, he should be able to do so too. Along the way, Gohan, Goku ascends the Super Saiyan form several times over, and Goku gains a stronger sense of using his Super Saiyan power and masters it in a way that he believes will avoid stress on his body while still using the full power of it. He teaches this to Gohan and realizes that Gohan has the potential to surpass his own power while in the hyperbolic time chamber. So decides he will use the rest of his time in the time chamber to train Gohan to his fullest potential. Because if Goku can't defeat Cell, he believes Gohan surely can. Along the way, while Goku's training, Cell does absorb Android 18 and reaches his perfect form thanks to Vegeta's interest in wanting to fight him at his perfected power. Vegeta winds up getting mollywopped by Cell, along with Trunks, who used all his power to try to fight against Cell, but was just, I mean, Trunks wasn't even really beaten. He was just demoralized because Cell was just like, listen, bro, you can't even hit me, okay? So I've got an interesting idea. How about this? 
when Goku and Gohan are finally ready, I'm going to have a tournament in about 10 days. If y'all want to pull up on me, cool. If you don't, I'll just destroy the planet. So Goku and Gohan exit from the time chamber and they're like, they find out about the news and Goku's excited because yes, now he finally has a dedicated chance to fight against Cell. During that time, Goku goes to New Namek and visits with Dende to ask him to become the new guardian of the Earth. Since Piccolo had just fused with Kami and there were no longer any Dragon Balls. So Dende goes to Earth, becomes the new guardian and creates a new set of Dragon Balls. Um, while Goku goes ahead and searches for them in order to use them after they defeat Cell to correct everything that Cell winds up putting wrong here. After those 10 days pass, the Z Fighters all head to the Cell games. They show up to challenge against Cell. However, they are beaten by the supposed strongest person on Earth, Mr. Satan, who is (laughs) easily defeated by Cell. (laughs) Uh, Goku moves forward to fight against Cell himself and after a really hard fought battle he finds that he's just at a complete disadvantage while Cell is still suppressing his power Goku throws everything like a Kamehameha wave combined with the instant transmission to even destroy most of Cell's body but thanks to Piccolo's Cell and his Cell's in Cell's body he regenerates Goku winds up getting tired after this and gives up the battle and leaves it to Gohan, who he's convinced after his training in the hyperbolic time chamber will have enough power to defeat Cell. Gohan, having noticed with how much he had trained with his father over the past year, realized that even his dad was holding back, but he realized that it wasn't because Goku was trying to make it easy for Cell. It was that Goku wanted to show Gohan how Cell fights. So that way he'd have the advantage whenever he fights against him. Gohan powers up to a point where he's much stronger than Goku and fights with Cell, but isn't really into it. Gohan winds up telling Cell that he can only really fight seriously when he gets angry because he gets a lot stronger then. And Cell gets curious by launching out his children, Cell Juniors, to attack Gohan's friends, Goku, Vegeta, Trunks, Piccolo, Yamcha, Tien, Chaozu, and Krillin. They wind up all getting defeated by these Cell Juniors who are almost as strong as Cell. And Goku is just telling Gohan he needs to push his rage in order to defeat Cell. Gohan's sitting on the sidelines and he just can't see his friends being defeated and he's he's swelling in anger. After a certain point in time, Android 16 tries to self-destruct on Cell using a bomb that he believed to be in his body. However, it wasn't, so Cell destroyed all of Android 16's body and threw just his head off to the side. Android 16's head, I know, speaks to (laughs) Mr. Satan and says, yo, can you throw me at Gohan? I need to talk to him. Mr. Satan gets one act of courage, throws um android 16's head over to gohan and while he's giving gohan some encouraging words cell steps on android 16's head which triggers a huge explosion in going and gohan sending him to the next form super saiyan 2 a form which greatly surpasses cell in every single way 
Cell goes into full power, does everything to try to defeat Gohan. I mean, Gohan wipes out the Cell Juniors in just like an instant. Cell gets to the point where Gohan punches Android 18 out of his body. Cell throws her up. He's reverted back to his second form. And he decides in a fit of rage that he's going to destroy the planet as he grows large and self-destructs. Goku, in a quick act of trying to save the planet, teleports Cell away from the Earth to King Kai's planet, where he surprises King Kai and is like, what the (laughs) hell are you doing here? Cell destroys himself, blowing up King Kai's planet, killing King Kai, Gregory, Bubbles, and Goku himself. Cell, however, reconstructs himself into super perfect Cell by using the cells that were in his the nucleus of his brain. And from having been in uh, an explosion where Goku was involved, he now has access to instant transmission, where he goes back to Earth in a first act, kills Trunks, and fights Gohan once again. Goku motivates Gohan from Otherworld to help fuel Gohan's rage in a clash of Kamehameha wave beams between himself and Cell, where Gohan eventually wins and obliterates him completely. After Cell's defeat, his friends decide they should use the Dragon Balls to try to wish Goku back, but he decides that he should stay dead because if they resurrect him, it could bring too many problems to the Earth, just like Frieza, Red Ribbon, the androids, Vegeta, all of this. So Goku decides it'll be safer for him to stay in Otherworld. Seven years pass. And it's now the 25th World's Martial Arts Tournament. While in Otherworld, Goku trains hard against other strong warriors in Otherworld, such as Pycon, um, in other different fighters who existed in the afterlife. After those seven years, he's given special permission by Yurinai Baba to be able to return for one more day just like Grandpa Gohan did. And he tells Gohan, Vegeta, Trunks, and his newborn, or his new son, who's now seven years old, Goten, um, that he will be attending at the tournament. Once he shows up, he meets Goten for the first time in a warm embrace and, you know, just beautiful moment. And he also meets Videl, Gohan's girlfriend from high school, who is the daughter of Mr. Satan, the person who took the credit from having saved the world from Cell. In the World's Martial Arts Tournament, Goku was going to be set up against Vegeta in the sixth match to settle the rivalry, but it was postponed because Videl had been badly beaten by a weakling who entered the tournament named Spofovich, along with his partner Yamu, who were controlled by the evil wizard Babidi. Gohan matches up against Kabito, However, he has his energy stolen after going tr- Super Saiyan 2 by both Spopovich and Yamu, and they take that energy to the wizard Babidi for him to collect. Gohan is healed, and all of the Z fighters then leave the tournament in order to follow them to Babidi's ship. They are then introduced to the Supreme Kai and his ward, Kibito, who have told the Z fighters that the wizard Bobbity wishes to destroy the universe by bringing back an evil wizard named Majin Buu. The Z-Warriors follow Spopovich 
to Bobbity's ship, but they're ambushed by Dabra, the king of the demon realm, who kills Kabito and turns Piccolo and Krillin into stone. Goku, Gohan, Vegeta, and the Supreme Kai all enter Bobbity's ship as, as they take different turns defeating minions along the way. This surprises the Supreme Kai as he had no idea the Earth, <laughs> that Earth's fighters were so strong and realizes yeah. that if he knew this, he would have came and asked them much earlier. <laughs> Goku winds up fighting against a demon named Yakon and destroys him by overpowering him with this power. And during that time, Vegeta kind of notices that Goku's gotten a lot stronger while in Otherworld and takes note of that. Gohan winds up fighting against Dabra next, but Vegeta says, yo, I can do a lot better than this kid. What's he been doing for the past seven years? He ain't got that spark in him. He ain't got that dog in him no more. He ain't got that dog in him, man. This is pointless. (laughs) At that point, Vegeta decides that he will allow himself to become possessed by Bobbity after Bobbity hears that Vegeta has so much contempt in his heart turning Vegeta into the Prince of Destruction once again. Everyone is then teleported back to the tournament for Goku to fight against Vegeta and collect energy for Majin Buu's revival. Vegeta blows up a part of the stadium, killing many of the people who are attending the tournament to force Goku into fighting him. Goku agrees, and they are then transported to a desert for them to settle their long-awaited rematch, while Gohan and Supreme Kai try to stop Bobbity. Goku and the Prince of Destruction Vegeta wind up having an earth-shattering battle in their new form Super Saiyan 2, where Goku is not surprised that Vegeta has also surpassed his limits in the past seven years. However, Goku finds out that Vegeta allowed himself to be taken over by Bobbity, and becomes horrified at the fact, saying that this is a terrible excuse for him to betray his family and his friends. Goku's and Vegeta's battle is then abruptly ended when they sense that Majin Buu has now been released, and Goku pleads with Vegeta to help him defeat Majin Buu. Vegeta refuses to listen, even when told that Vegeta's family may die. However, he says, all right, let's work together and stop him. In a sucker punch, he knocks out Goku in a bluff. And Vegeta says, no, I'm going to go take care of this myself. As he eats the only sensu bean left and flies away to Majin Buu. After Goku wakes back up, he can no longer sense Vegeta or Gohan. And comes to the conclusion that they must have been killed in battle. When actually Gohan had been saved by the Supreme Kai. And only Vegeta died in an attempt to eradicate Majin Buu. Goku heads up to Kami's lookout and is then healed by Dende, who confirms that Vegeta sacrificed himself in battle and everybody else that survived is teleported to the lookout, being Krillin, Piccolo, Trunks, and Goten. Having been freed from, uh, with Krillin and Piccolo having been freed from their stone statues. Goku decided to teach Trunks and Goten a technique called the fusion dance that he learned from the Metamorans while in other worlds. So that way they can become one powerful being in order to fight Majin Buu. Goku then says that Trunks should try to find the dragon radar in order to try and find the dragon balls in order to save everyone who's been defeated. 
as Babidi and Majin Buu are threatening West City, where Goku knows that the Dragon Radar is at Capsule Corp. So Goku decides to teleport over to where Majin Buu and Babidi are and goes to his newfound full power of Super Saiyan 3 in order to challenge Babidi um, in the short time that he does have left in his day on Earth. However, his massive power strains him to the point to where he burns out of the amount of time that he has and has to go back to the lookout as he needs to greet everyone goodbye. He sort of states that he could have beaten Majin Buu, (laughs) but he wants to leave it in the hands of Gohan, Trunks, and Goten because he knows he's not going to be around after that day. So, unfortunately, he has to disappear and get sent back to Otherworld. When he goes back to Otherworld, he can sense Gohan, who is training on the planet of the Kais with Supreme Kai, and Kibito as they train him in the art of the Z-Sword. It's this legendary sword that's trying to test his strength, and Goku arrives right there as Gohan's training. The Supreme Kai summons a block of the densest metal in the universe. It launches it at Gohan, who is wielding the Z-Sword. Gohan then tries to slice the block in half. However, the sword shatters and out emerges the old Supreme Kai, who says he will unlock Gohan's potential in full. Through a crystal ball, Gohan and Goku see that um, Gotenks, the fusion of Goten and Trunks, have gone Super Saiyan 3, and they are now fighting against Super Buu. However, Super Buu self-destructs in an attempt to sort of hide from them, knowing that Goten and Trunks would have to be able to fuse again after they defuse to fight them again. After Goten and Trunks fuse themselves again, Majin Buu in his super form, which was created when the evil side of him took over his pure side, absorbs Gotenks and Piccolo right when Gohan is sent to Earth with his new powers given to him by the old Supreme Kai. The old Supreme Kai also decides to trade his life with Goku so that way he can return to to Earth to help Gohan. Goku is sent with a pair of Potaro earrings so that way he can fuse with the sun in order to create a warrior that would easily destroy Buu without the need to even transform according, according to the Supreme Kai. However, when Goku arrives on the battlefield, he cuts Super Buu in half with the Destructo Discs and tries to throw one of the earrings at Gohan. Gohan misses the grab And Goku tells him, hey, yo, please try to find that earring because we need to fight this man. Goku goes Super Saiyan 3 and tries to fight against Super Buu for a little while to stall him until Gotenks' fusion defuses. And Super Buu is now only using a third of his power as he is only combined with Piccolo. Goku states that he's not much of a threat anymore um, and tries to then go for the kill against Super Buu. However, the bottom part uh, of Majin Buu's tail absorbs Gohan, and Super Buu is now at a strong, uh, at a a form that is the strongest he ever has been and really will be in the series at this point, as he's strong enough to be able to rip through dimensions. Vegeta, having had his life exchanged with Uranai Baba, arrives back on Earth, and Goku 
having found the second earring, tells Vegeta, hey, yo, uh, why don't we set aside our differences and views? Vegeta obviously is not hearing that noise. <laughs> However, they realize they only have that one chance and they put on the Tara earrings to become the superpowered Saiyan Vegito. Vegito mollywops Super Buu, even with Gohan having been absorbed. Super Buu tries everything he can and just cannot outclass Vegito by any means. After a really lengthy fight, Vegito winds up winning easily. However, due to them not really wanting to finish him off, Vegito winds up getting absorbed by Super Buu. However, they state that it was on purpose, as they are then unfused within Majin Buu's body, where Goku and Piccolo begin to free Gohan, Trunks, Goten, and Piccolo from Majin Buu's body. They also find the unconscious fat Majin Buu within Super Buu, and they release him, which causes Super Buu to go into a transformation that sends him back into his original form. Goku winds up then rescuing uh, Mr. Satan and his dog and Dende. However, he fails in saving the Earth before Kid Buu destroys it with Gohan, Goten, Trunks, and Piccolo all still on the planet. Gohan, I'm sorry, Goku and Vegeta and Dende and Mr. Satan all wind up getting teleported to the sacred world of the Kais, while Kid Buu, who regenerates after destroying Earth, searches for Goku with all of his energy searching cir- powers and finds them on the planet of the Kais. After he finds them, Goku and Vegeta have a short rock, paper, scissors match to find out who's going to fight them first. And Goku winds up fighting at Super Saiyan 3 and losing power ever so slightly along the way. Goku's power fully winds up drained and at Vegeta's suggestion, he decides to stall for time while Goku gathers the energy for a super spirit bomb from everyone with the intent that Earth should save itself for once. Using King Kai's telepathy, Vegeta decides to speak to the people of Earth to have them give power to Goku. However, they're like, we don't know this fucking guy. We don't know this guy. (laughs) they do nothing. So at this point, Mr. Satan says, hey, Earth, I really need y'all to give this man your power. And they then are able to give Goku enough power to form a super spirit bomb. Goku launches that super spirit bomb at Kid Buu. And Kid Buu stops it with all of his might, realizing that he could push it back and force that power right back at Goku. Vegeta realizes that Goku is completely tapped out and has nothing left in order to push the bomb back at Goku. So using the last wish from the Namekian Dragon Balls, which the first two were used to restore the Earth to its normal condition and to revive everyone who had died since Babidi's arrival except for the evil people. Dende's wish for Goku to be restored back to full power sends Goku to be able to transform to Super Saiyan and push the spirit bomb back at Majin Buu. Goku makes one last wish to himself for Kid Buu to be reborn as a good being so that way he can fight with him one more day and he pushes the spirit bomb to completely destroy Majin Buu. After this, Goku and Vegeta give each other the old thumbs up after Vegeta has recognized Goku as number one. 
they get healed and return back to Earth to rejoice with their families after everyone realizes that now Goku is alive again. Along the way, they find out that Majin Buu is still alive on Earth. So a few months later, having realized that Majin Buu is good and hasn't done anything, they summon Shinron one last time to erase Majin Buu from all of the Earthlings' memories as we close out with Dragon Ball Z. My God, I understand. <laughs> it took us quite a while <laughs> to get through all of this. But as you can see, Goku is front and center of everything yeah. that happens in the franchise. I mean, we, we've seen the man grow up. We've seen him be the champion for Earth and the universe time and time again. Goku is that guy. Yeah, flat out. What a hero. What a damn hero, man. What a damn hero indeed. And with that, we'll leave y'all till next time, man. We absolutely love covering this first half. Be sure to join us next week for Legacy of Goku Part 2 as we cover his feats throughout Dragon Ball Super and GT, which we promise will not be nearly as long as the <laughs> longest episode of Subs Live Tubs Live <laughs> thus far. For sure, for sure, dude. Thank you, D, so much for joining me. Man, it's been a pleasure, yo. And we'll be back next time. Remember, everybody, Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, we don't. We never do. <laughs> We're out. Bye-bye. <laughs>